It is the 22nd of April 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Doreen Nabanja. In our first story today, solar power service providers have expressed mixed reactions towards the newly established solar standard by Uganda National Bureau of Standards. The standard aims at regulating solar providers from importing fake products and advice that has been growing among Ugandan business community. Addressing solar dealers from Western Region in Mbara City yesterday, Andrew Okello, the manager's standards at UNBS, said the standard will be implemented starting in July. All right. Uh, the new system uh, that has been initiated by UNBS, uh, I think the effects on my end are going to be good if I told it is well uh, implemented. Uh, just like I already discussed during the workshop, uh, the problem, these laws are always brought in, but the implementation is wrong. For us as players in the energy sector in Uganda, we find it a little bit challenging because usually we follow, as a company, for us we follow the policy or we follow the regulations. But you find that there are certain individuals who use the loopholes uh, uh, in the implementers, maybe in the in UNBS URA, they end up bringing in substandard products. And these substandard products go for cheap prices. And you know as Uganda or even Africa in general, we usually prefer cheap things. So as solar now, I'm very happy actually if this is implemented. If they follow the, uh, the, the procedure, they follow the standard, it means me, I'm already there because I already set the standard. Only that my prices sometimes affects my market. Because someone comes to solar now, we tell you what we're giving you is what is going to work for you. If we have a panel of 275 watt peak, indeed, even if you use a meter, it will give you 275. Not this business of having a label of 100 watt peak, but when you put a meter, you're getting 80 watt peak. So actually, I'm very happy on that because some of the players in the market are going to be knocked out. I'm not saying I don't want people to make business, but you do the right business. You protect the consumers. Let me get value for my money. If I'm buying a solar, let it be good. Actually, they have changed people's... Uh Dealers are positive about the new standard. Rogers Ashaba is the regional sales manager for Solar Now. If we have a panel of 275 watt peak, indeed, even if you use a meter, it will give you 275. Not this business of having a label of 100 watt peak, but when you put a meter, you're getting 80 watt peak. So, actually, I'm very happy on that because some of the players in the market are going to be knocked out. I'm not saying I don't want people to make business, but you do the right business. You protect the consumers. However, editor Charlie Seema of Divine Mbara Electricals Limited challenged government and its regulatory bodies for failing to regulate the importation of fake solar and electrical materials. Meanwhile, police are holding the Ambara Modern Primary School head teacher for allegedly bribing the Ambara City Resident Commissioner. Lieutenant Colonel James Mwesije with 250,000 shillings, Dennis Humura was arrested by the RCC himself after his abrupt visit to the school for teaching lower classes disregarding Ministry of Education COVID-19 guidelines. Other schools which were found teaching lower classes are Mbara Middle School, Mandela Junior School and Ebenezer School 
all in Kakoba Division, whose head teachers were also taken to police to answer charges of defying presidential directive. RCC Mwesije cautioned school managers against defying presidential directive on schools, saying that everyone caught will be dealt with. In our next story, the former East Division chairperson in Fort Porto Tourism City, Willie Magezi, wants waste management in the city to be managed by the private sector. According to Magezi, the annual garbage collection fee that is levied on business owners is too little to manage the waste that is currently generated in the city. Magezi contends that since the garbage is generated by the community, they should assume responsibility responsibility for its proper disposal. He suggests that the city administration should only concentrate on collecting garbage from institutions such as markets and hospitals. We'll see garbage flood on top. If we continue putting the entire burden on council, which collects little money from uh, the business community and expect to do a lot of work. The monies that are collected from the taxpayers in this town that is meant to manage garbage cannot even maintain today. Private people should come and take over garbage. Council should stop collecting any coin from any individual to run or manage garbage. Garbage should be in the hands of private sector, private people. John Bosco Rishoke, the deputy Fort Porto City clerk, faults the community in Fort Porto for totally abandoning their responsibilities in waste management. Health workers from Greater Chibare are now on sport for abscording from duty at their respective workstations. The revelation was made by Florence Owati from the State House Health Monitoring Unit who visited Greater Chibare. Addressing the media, Owati said their visit in the region followed the public outcry that health workers abscored from their duties, mistreat patients and others steal government drugs. Our coming here, actually, there was a public outcry about health facilities, many health facilities in Kakumiro, Chivale and Kagadi that most of the health workers are not attending to their duties, they are neglecting patients, the attitude to patients is very poor. There's a lot of extortion of money from patients. And most weekends, public holidays and night duties are not being covered. So that is why we entered here on a weekend. Owati was also concerned about some health facilities in the area that lack sanitation facilities like latrines. In our next story, the Ministry of Health has warned Ugandans of the spike in the number of cholera and diarrhea cases during the rainy season. The Minister of State for Primary Health Care, Dr. Joyce Moriku, said with the rainy season, contamination of water sources and floods, washing away the latrines are expected to aggravate the risk factors. She implored the general public to improve hygiene with emphasis on washing hands with soap and water, keeping clean homes, boiling drinking water and eating hot food. 
the negative effects of the rainfall are likely to cause health hazards, health hazards that will in turn affect our household. The incident, ladies and gentlemen, of infectious and non-infectious diseases such as malaria, cholera, asthma, typhoid fever, blahazia, dysentery, and acute respiratory infections will certainly rise as a result of this heavy rainfall. The Ministry of Education Director for Education Standards, Dr. Kedris Turiagenda, has said that the ministry is still struggling in areas of literacy and numerics for children. Dr. Turiagenda noted that this challenge was impacting the education standards in the country, but it would be addressed if children were helped by their gatekeepers in reading, especially parents. She was speaking ahead of the National Dear Day commemoration slated for Friday, aiming at improving the citizenry reading culture. However, we do recognize that we are still struggling in the area of literacy. Um, many other researchers, uh, WESO, uh, NAPI, our own uh, national from UNEB, they all indicate that we are not where we want to be in terms of strengthening literacy and numeracy and starting with the lower levels so that it translates into the upper levels. So through collaboration of reading, it is hoped that Ugandans will join in the global effort to develop, promote and and sustain interest in reading. The KCCA Executive Director Dorothy Kisaka used the same meeting to encourage the city dwellers to use their facilities in place to boost their reading culture. Due to COVID-19, this year's celebration is scientific. Even a reading celebration can be scientific. And in this scientific celebration, we would like to remind our people to read widely in order to become innovative and have entrepreneurial mindset through accessing information obtained from print and electronic sources. YouTube and uh, all uh, the web has made it easy and accessible to all types of information now. Most importantly, I would like to urge our learners, those who have returned to school and the ones still at home, to spare at least 30 minutes on Friday, 23rd April 2021, to read what they want to read and share what they've read with others. Dear Day will be marked under the theme Uganda Write, Read and Tell Your Stories. International community of women living with HIV East Africa wants government to request for more funding from USAID towards the fight against HIV AIDS in Uganda. The U.S. committed to fund the HIV-AIDS program with 1.4 trillion shillings between October 2021 and September 2022. The executive director of the organization, Beatrice Adjonye, says the fight against HIV involves a lot of initiatives which include procurement and distribution of ARVs, mass sensitization, among others which need a lot of money, yet the government cannot independently finance all the programs. We are calling upon PEPFAR to invest in a new comprehensive treatment literacy program implemented by and for 
networks of people living with HIV in order to ensure that we are empowered and informed to demand for the quality of services that we desire. We secondly call upon PEPFAR IPs to have a standardized pay for the community health workers at minimum a suggested fee of $50 per month. We again call upon PEPFAR at minimum to either maintain or increase its funding for antiretroviral therapy that is commodities as well as an investment in STI treatment and testing in order to address the chronic facility level shortages. With that story, we have come to the end of the news around Uganda. My name is Doreen Nabanja. Have a good day.